0: Greetings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On today, I was uh, uh, thinking uh, earlier, and it just came to my heart, uh, answering the question. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 29 and 31, the apostle Paul, writing to the church at Rome, he said, for whom he did force, uh no, he also did predestinate to be conformed unto the image of His Son; He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He also called; and whom He called, them He also justified; and those that He justified, them He also glorified. Then the question in verse 31, what shall we then say to these things? First question. Second question, if God be for us, who can be against us? Brothers and sisters, we have been worshiping uh, in churches, having a great time. We were uh, just in public worshiping God and give Him the praise and the glory. But now in the privacy of our homes being shut in with this virus, amen, we have to now answer the question. It's different when you are in a crowd, when you got the music and everything pushing you on. But now by yourself, no music, nothing exciting, and the question still proposed to us. What are we going to do? If God is on our side, as He has clearly proven by what He did and what He does for us, we have no doubt God is on our side. And when Paul used the term if God is for us, He is calling not in doubt. But on the contrary, he's calling for an answer on the individual's part. In light of all of this, this open question, what then shall we say in response to these things? The answer is, we have nothing to fear. Victory is certainly on our side and let me ask you a question in light of all that is going on with this COVID-19. Amen. What is your answer to this? Remember trouble at all times reveals the heart mm-hmm. and God has kept bringing us to a place you can pretend in the crowd but right now <laughs> This thing is gonna reveal your heart. Do you really believe or not? And and what are you saying? Are you saying? I don't know how we are going to make it. Um, I don't have enough money. I'm afraid I'm going to catch this virus. It is a devil's job to make us doubt and question the care of God. See, this is what he's always done. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, he is an accuser of the brethren. He wants to get some words on us, have us saying the wrong thing, and then run back and tell God what he said, what we have said. But in our hearts and mind, we are not going to be intimidated. When you say it with me now, I will not, be intimidated. Amen. All right. Uh, he wants to make us feel that we don't qualify for the blessing of the Lord. Sometimes, you know, you read the Bible and you see all these heroes in the scriptures and we put these people on the mountains. But the truth be told, these are just ordinary people that have problems just like you and I. But the difference is when it came around to answering the question, they gave the right answer. And if the truth be told, just based on our merit, we do not qualify. But let's look at the book of Romans chapter 5. Uh, and this is what Romans chapter 5, verse 6 through 11. For when we were yet without strength and do time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet preadventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, we weren't righteous, we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled by God uh, through the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Not only so, but we all joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received atonement. But can I believe I'm not worthy, not on my own merits, but on his grace, just because I believe God. See, God, God don't want our self-righteousness. He want the righteousness to come because we believe him. Let's know the book of Genesis, chapter number 15, verse 6. The father of the faithful. And talking about Abraham, he said, And he believed in God. And he counted to him for righteousness. I want you right now, right where you are, to open your mouth and declare, I believe God. Let's say it together. I believe God. During these times while we are shut in, we can expect God to speak to us. It's something how God will come along and uh, most of the time it's when you're by yourself that he can talk with us. And we note that in the book of Genesis chapter, the the, the, uh, father of the faithful, in the book of Genesis, it was when Abraham was by himself, and God spoke to him in the chapter uh, 22, verse 1 and 2. And God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, I want you to take your son. And then he, look what he put emphasis on it. He said, your only son. So you see, God knows exactly what you got, but he wanted to know how will you answer me. And I want you to carry him up on a mountain. I'm going to show you. Amen. And I want you to present him to me. It is in those alone time with God when we are able to speak to him face to face. And when he speaks to us face to face. The whole, the old hymn that we just sang years ago, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. And he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me I'm his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. It's during these times that Nick Stanger just saying he spoke. And the sound of his voice. You know, some of us have never even heard the sound of his voice amen the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds stop their singing now, I'm not I'm not saying you are gonna hear an audible audible voice in the room but he gonna speak down in the inside of you and you're gonna know that he's speaking to you and he says amen and he speaks to me and, and he speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet that the bird hushed their singing and the melody that he gave to me within my heart, it rains. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me on his own. There are times like we are going through right now. We for years have known something is wrong like in the case of uh, Jacob Jacob had done a lot of things but Jacob knew something was wrong and so what Jacob did Jacob in the 32nd chapter of Genesis verses 24 through 28 and it says and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. When he saw that he prevailed, prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, which means you got to want this thing bad enough that pain is not going to stop you from reaching out to God. Uh, Jacob was holding on so tight. The angel said, I can't get away. Let me do something to this man to stop him from holding on me so tight. So he touched the hull of his side, and he, his thigh, rather, and he became almost paralyzed. But he it held on anyhow. In 26, and he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. He said, I will not let thee go go except thou bless me and I want you out there to say this stuff in the background that has been stopping me from my ministry I know God is influencing me to do something but it's something I don't quite know what it is let me tell you what God's gonna bring you revelation that's gonna let you throw that stuff in the background and you're gonna move forth as never before. Remember, you don't have to be perfect. All you got to do is answer the question, and God will bless you. I like, and he when he asked him, he said, and he said unto him, What is thy name? Answer the question. And he said, Jacob. He said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. As a prince, thou hast power with God and with man and have prevailed. Note this in the Amplified Bible, it says, the man asked him, What is your name? And in shock and realization whispered, He said, Jacob. Jacob means supplanter. Schemer, trickster, swindler. So every time he said his name, he was describing who he was. You remember God changed Abram's name to Abraham you got to have something that every time you say it is an answer back to god i know what i was born with i know what i've been going through but i got a different answer from god i'm going to hold on and he said i will not let you go until you have blessed me as a matter of fact the apostle paul said in the book of first Corinthians. turn to that if you will first Corinthians, uh chapter 1 verses 26 Through 31. Let's go through this together. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, are called. But listen, listen at verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish thing (laughs) of the world to confound the wise. And God have chosen. My God, my God, the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Verse 28, and base things of the world and things which are despised have God chosen. Yea, things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Why? There are no flesh should glory in his presence but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made us wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glory, let him glory in the Lord. Well, you know what, what happens with all of your weakness and frailties? God turn around and dress it up with grace. Mm-hmm. When he dress it up with grace, it makes the world a different. Amen. He makes a different. And Paul said he came and, you know, Paul was one of these astute persons that had studied at the speed of Gamera. He had all of his knowledge and God knocked him down. And so God don't ask you the question until you knock you down. <laughs> he knocked you down. Then after he knocked you down he asked for an answer from you. Paul said I'd ask God and I begged God to take the thorn out of my flesh. And God said to him the answer was my grace mm-hmm. is sufficient. And sometimes what we need to do is stop on your ability and step out on the ability of God. Amen. You got what it takes. My grace is some fishing. Don't be intimidated. God can still use you. Now, I know some of you out there, you're thinking, but you don't know what I've done in my life. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. Satan do stuff to you. Then he's staying back. What you going to do now? Hey, that's the way most bullies do. Do you know what they do? They'll come up there and kick you on your foot or something. Now what you're going to do? And some of you out there right now, you have had some stuff to happen to you. And the devil is looking at you right now and saying, now what you're going to do? You done gave all of those testimonies. Now what you're going to do? We got to answer him back. Amen. God knew exactly what he's going to do. And now we got to answer him back. We got to answer him with a resounding amen. David said, I shall yet praise him who is the help of my confidence and my God. But what will your answer be? In the midst of this epidemic that we're going through, what is your answer? Are you saying I will yet praise him? I want you to know that you are qualified, amen, to get what God has for you. Amen. You got what it takes. Amen. Right now. Amen. Just close your eyes and say, I have what it takes. I have what it takes. One more time. I have what it takes. God is not using those people that are supermen. He's using ordinary people to get his job done. But ordinary people who told God, yes, at the right time. And our brothers and sisters, this is the right time. Tell him, yes, yes, and he'll bless you. And I tell you, sometimes it seems that God got a sense of humor. Amen, he'll send you out. He He know what you have and what you don't have, but he'll send you out there and tell you to do stuff. And you up there, uh, think, uh, your first thing you do is go back in your little arsenal to find out what is that I got? Why? Why did God call me? You'll never find in yourself why God called you. You don't know because you don't really know yourself until something come along. And when something come along, that's when you start knowing who you are. Amen. Look, look what God did. I, I was uh, looking there in the scripture. And I was just thinking, God sent Moses with a stick and a stutter. Yeah, especially special. <laughs> told him, Moses said, Lord, why are you calling me? You know I can't talk. God told him what you got in your hand. He said, I got a stick. Some of y'all got more than a stick. <laughs> All you gotta do is use it. God wanna use you for his praise and for his glory. And this man, Moses, had to leave a lead about a million people out of Egypt, and there was a river in front of him, and God didn't give him a boat, but he gave him a stick and a stutter. You have more than that. All you've got to do is use it because little become much when you yield it to the touch of the master's hand. When he touched you, he turns everything around. You'll stand back and be amazed at yourself when God touched it and turned things around for you. God is looking for somebody that'll make him look good. (laughs) When Moses got on the other side, Stuck stuck that same rod out and when he stuck it out, the waters came together. I'm reminded, amen, also how he sent David out with a rock and a sling. Hey, said this don't make sense. <laughs> but little become much when we yield it to the touch of the Lord. Oh, but what, what David did was told God, yes. He said, I have a cause that causes this. You had defied the army of the living God. God's going to take that little bit you got and he's going to perform America. This is the kind of God that we serve. And don't worry about what you've done in the past. Look at what God did with the apostle Peter. The average person would have gotten rid of Peter a long time ago. But Jesus, after coming back from the grave, he asked Peter three times, do you love me more than thee? And Peter, he asked him once, he answered him briskly, yes, Lord, I love you. Second time, yes, I love you. Then he started becoming, what does man keep asking me, do I love him? He asked him the third time, and what was he? What was he doing? He was making sure that Peter was connected with the answer that he was giving him. And he said, "Yes, I love him." And guess what? After cursing and denying God, the Lord used him to preach the first message on the day of Pentecost, and three thousand souls were saved on that day. God, do not dismiss us just because we've done something in our past. Don't let the devil bring, run references on you and bring up your past. Yesterday is if God wanted to kill you, he would kill you then. He didn't kill you. So all you got to do is repent of it right now and give God the right answer. And God will bless you. You can be a blessing to the neighbors. You can be a blessing on your job. You can be a blessing to your friend, but you've got to give God the right answer. He says in the book of John 15, five, without me, you can do nothing and you can't do anything without God. But through God, I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. You ever notice that when Jesus came into the world, the angels pronounced it, that he had come into the world. And amen, there was a lot of joy that was going on. But you ever noticed that when it was time for him to make known that he had risen from the grave? Guess who Jesus used? It was Mary, her mother, and Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene? <laughs> I, 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 it, it just amazed me what God can do. And when you have given up on yourself if you can just trust God, it's amazing how he'll still use you. Now, He used a woman that he had cast out seven, not one, seven demons was cast out of her. And yet she was the first one to announce his resurrection. You are not out of the game. Do me a favor right now. I want you to say it so you can hear it. I am not out of the game. Come on. Let me hear you again. I am not out of the game. Can you say it with me? God's been looking for me. I got what it takes. And God has something in store for you. I'm amazed how God does things. I was listening to Bill Winston. Bill Winston, I think he had, uh, I don't know how many, 2 or $300 in his pocket. And God told him, buy them <laughs> all. Buy them all. When you don't have, it takes Millions of dollars. Two or three hundred dollars. God said, buy them all. T.D. Jakes teaching a Sunday school class in the hills of West Virginia. A Sunday school class. Woman, thou art loosed. And that propelled him now. He is one of the forerunners and one of the greatest preachers of our time. An apostolic preacher that taught a Sunday school lesson. You see, it's not what you're doing in them big time. It's what you're doing with the little small stuff that God gives you. If you clean the toilet right, God can make that national. <laughs> I don't get what you're doing. It matters not what you're doing. God can make that national. So the devil is daring you now. Some of you got some ailments in your body and the devil is saying, what you going to do now? Looked in your bank account and look at the money is gone. What you gonna do now? Just tell the devil I'm gonna praise him anyhow. I'm gonna give God the glory and the praise that he is worthy of. That's not gonna stop me. Job said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him? I'm gonna give God the right answer. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him? Are you gonna trust God through this? We are now in the gym taking our exercises. When we come out of this thing, we're going to be fit and ready to do the master's will. Amen. It's how you answer him that makes the difference. Take your weaknesses, your frailties, and let's turn around and give God what it is that he's want from you and remember we are not just conquerors we are more than conquerors through christ that loves us amen and then paul was answering the question he in ended in romans chapter 8 there's 35 he will answer those questions he said who shall separate us from the love of Christ, so a tribulation, or distress, or persecution, a famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword. And is it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Then he said, I'm persuaded. That's something you got to persuade. You don't just give him this a low, small answer. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, or principalities, or powers, or things present, or things to come, not height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now the devil is saying, are you going to still praise him? Answer him. Praise him like you've gone crazy. Praise has nothing to do with how you feel. It has to do with how you trust. I trust God. I praise him. The woman that had the issue of blood, although she was out in public and wasn't supposed to be there, she kept saying in herself, if I can but touch the hem of his garment. So right now, don't stop saying it. Though it look like it's getting dark, keep on saying the same thing. Because weeping me and for the night of joy going to come in the morning. Keep on giving him that resounding yes, Lord. Yes, I'll do your will. And God's going to bring you out from the background. He's going to put you out front like Brother Tim today. Talking about his father being delivered from this virus. Amen. And I mean in a short period of time, God is a good God. And we bless his name. But if there had not been that test, there would not be a testimony. Answer the question. God is calling for you. Answer the question. Give him the right answer. He's going to give you the grace. All he wants you to do is give him back the right answer. I want to say to you out there, if the enemy had been tricking you, stealing your joy and your hope and your peace from you, I encourage you now to get back in the game. Give God your yes. That's all he wants from you is your yes and He will do wonders in your life. He will bring you out. He will give you the desires of your heart. When the morning comes, we're going to have glory and we're going to give God the praise. If you don't know God in the pardon of your sin, just open your heart. See, God wants you. God wants you. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If you don't know Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sin, Jesus wants you. Open your heart to him. Confess, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need your grace. I believe that Jesus came and died on the cross and my sins could be washed away. And now I repent of my sin and I give my life to you. Receive me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Pray that prayer. Amen. And God can save you right where you are. When you're saved, just reach out. Amen. We want to help you. We are here to help you in your faith and in your walk with God. May the Lord bless you and may he keep you. In Jesus' name.